Welcome back to My Crazy Brain, where we attempt to understand the crazy things that our crazy brains can do. To those who do not know me yet, my name is Slayton Cooper. I'm a junior in high school. I have some pretty crazy thoughts and experiences that I like to share with you guys, and that's essentially the basis of this podcast. I like to start by saying, saying thank you to each and every one of you for being here. You guys mean a lot to me. Today, we're going to think about overthinking, and that sounds kind of funny, but we'll get into what that means. Um, you know, in today's day and age, we demand a lot of our brains. This can be sometimes detrimental to our health, actually, you know, both mental and physical, that is. Overthinking is something that we all experience, really, though the intensities and inhibitions may vary, like, in severity, right? how debilitating it is may vary. It is because of this that we're going to take a deeper look into overthinking, right? What does this mean? You know, for example, is it useful? Are there actual practical applications to overthinking? Why do we do this? How can we fix it if it is being frustrating, if it is being debilitating, and more? My goal by the end of this episode is to provide you with a relatable account of what overthinking entails and what drives us to do it, hopefully allowing you to better manage this behavior. I would like to first start off by defining overthinking. You know, what is this? We hear it a lot, actually, like in the news, on social media. People joke like, oh, no, I just, I have to overthink about this and that. Or, you know, it's just overthinking. You hear that. What does that actually mean? So let's, let's dive into that. Overthinking is really the overanalysis of, them, of something. It's irrational and often debilitating thought processes that can honestly just drive us crazy. You know, you really just desire a, a, a look into the intricacies of something when it's not really necessary. You may lie awake at night and think about your entire day's experiences. Oh, did you get an answer wrong on that math test? Or did you play that situation correctly? Did you say the right thing at the right time? And this kind of this is kind of where it meets perfectionism, you know, where they bridge into one another. But then again, overthinking is much more complex than perfectionism. Although perfectionism perfectionism is, you know, evident in overthinking itself, right? Overthinking often causes us to draw like unrealistic conclusions about even the most simple of stories or facts. We're often driven to think far too intricately about things than is actually necessary. And I want to elaborate on this. So today, actually, I had a math test today. And I walked into class. Everything was going great. I was having a good day. Uh, it was a short day, so I was happy. And walk into math, get my test, go through the first two problems. It was a breeze. Um, I, I say that you know with humility, but it, they were pretty easy. And I get to the third one. I'm like, ooh, this one's a bit trickier. And like literally just by acknowledging that, I was like, oh, we're going to have to think harder about this. And I began to like think about how I was thinking and, you know, am I approaching this correctly or did I answer it correctly? You know, what's going on here? Is this right? Is this wrong? Do I have to do X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. You know, and eventually got to the point where I was just spiraling. And I think a lot of you guys can relate to this. You know, we just, sometimes we tend to spiral and we tend to, you know, we're, we're led astray by like, this this need to inquire about these intricacies that are not really necessary, right? Our logical and rational thought processes that we would otherwise utilize 
are not, in this case, used. Because we just overthink. Or, or the exact opposite is true, and they are used too much. So how do we fix this? Well, we're going to get into that later. But yeah, you know what? No, we'll get into that later. We won't quite dive into that yet. We have a lot, little more to cover. So overthinking can really, you know, it lead, leads us to draw unrealistic conclusions about things. It really induces feelings of stress that stem from problems that the mind can sometimes make up, if that makes sense. So I remember on my test today, I looked at this problem. It was pretty simple, actually, like in hindsight, it was simple, but you know, the high pressure setting, you know, I had to do well in this test to, to, you know, get a good grade. And, you know, I, I kind of set myself spiraling into this, you know, this, this hole, I guess, but I started to second guess myself and I started to see problems that were actually not there. I started to think, Oh, did I actually write this down correctly? Did I, you know, cancel these two things out correctly? Did I forget a step? When the reality was that I had done everything correctly and I was just overthinking it. So really, like to an extent, it is valuable. Honestly, like I I can say this, you know, comfortably that it's valuable to inquire about the intricacies of something, you know, something's complexities and depth that it, that it has. But when none are visible and one is overthinking, then stress typically ensues, right? Because if I look at this math problem, everything looks great, but I think something's wrong, then I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to experience something like along the lines of cognitive dissonance in which my mind is thinking something that does not align with what is existing in the physical world. And so I'll try to align it, but that in itself, that misalignment and those discrepancies will create stress. And that can kind of cause more overthinking, right? You see where this is going, right? It, it's kind of a cycle. So in this case, like the perfectly scoring test suddenly looks completely incorrect. Sometimes the brain will literally make up like errors, really. I mean, you'll look at something, it'll be completely right, but your brain will want to see something bad because that's what it's looking for. And so that's what it will see. And look, these aren't the sole ac- applications of overthinking. These, this isn't the only way that it, it really integrates itself in our lives. It does that in really many ways. I mean, you can, I can think of, you know, myriad ways that it does this, but um, we'll get into this later. So another really big effect that I think we all have experience with really is like this sense of decreased proficiency. You know, once you start and I mentioned this earlier, but once you start to, you know, overthink or what we think is overthinking, <laughs> that sounds really strange. But once we start to do this, our proficiency or our ability to execute something well is, you know, it suddenly goes down. Why is this? Well, it's because we suddenly abandon what we really know and what, and we literally just look for things that are wrong. We abandon the things that, we learned and the things that make sense and we kind of stress out and we panic. And I, I like to think, and this is honestly what it feels like when you're overthinking about something, you're panicking kind of, you're just keeping it internalized. 
but it's really stressful. And this overthinking can lead you, you know, it'll cause you to stray away from your rational and logical thought processes. And it'll cause you to take on ones that are much more ineffective. For example, you might continue to try to solve a problem the same way, even though it's not working. Because, oh, you, you must have done something wrong. But we often get, you know, stuck in these traps. For example, I mean, I'm trying right now, I'm studying for the SAT. And I have a pretty difficult time on the reading passages. Those things are pretty difficult for me. There's just a lot of, you know, convoluted answers and difficulties and how I approach them. But I, I try to go into it with a good attitude and that usually changes things. But when I, when I encounter a problem that I'm not sure of, I will literally spiral and I, I'm aware of it at the time, but I can't do anything about it, but I will spiral and I'll get it wrong, right? I'll be like, oh, is this one right? No, that can't be right because this one can be right too. Oh, but that one's wrong, blah, 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 blah. And then soon enough, your mind is literally like, you know, going crazy with all these thoughts that are just bouncing around and you're just thinking too much. And right now is where I want to like circulate back to that idea of the fact that we in this day and air, like this day and age, sorry, I misspoke there, but in this day and age, we demand so much of our brains, so much of our minds. It is now a necessity to know how to operate a computer or browse the internet for information. It is now necessary to be able to schedule, you know, eight different things in your life and manage your time properly. And, you know, kids are expected to get straight A's in school, be the best in their class at sports or blah, 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 whatever, right? This demands a lot of mental you know, it's a large mental load and it's in times like these and due to like demands like that, that we tend to overthink, you know, there's so much weighing on things that suddenly our thinking processes are much more like, I want to say skewed, they're flawed because suddenly we have to overthink about it. We have to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, then, oh, we're not good enough. And so that's why we overthink about things like that. But I mean, that's kind of just my take on it, right? So, oh, (laughs) I should mention this too. Like, okay, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but picture this. Like, you guys are like lying awake. It's probably like, what, 2 or 3 a.m. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, I knew the answer to that, like, quiz question or that test answer. Or, oh my gosh, I thought of the perfect thing to say during that argument or that conversation, but I didn't say it. Or, oh, I should have asked this question during class. And soon enough, you're literally sitting up, sweating, and you're like thinking about your entire life's choices, and you're just completely stressed out, and you can't sleep. Well, hey, ditto, that's me. (laughs) I do that same thing sometimes. Look, we all do. I'm sure of it. At one point or another, I'm sure we've all had this problem. Like you can't fall asleep or you wake up in the middle of the night all because you're thinking too much. You can't silence your brain. You know, your brain is just on overdrive, it feels like. And you can't shut it up. That's really frustrating at that time. And again, we see this like this cyclic pattern right here in which overthinking induces anxiety and anxiety consequently results in more overthinking. And then it snowballs and snowballs until eventually it's too much to handle. And, you know, that can result in, you know, panic attacks even. 
or anxiety attacks. But I mean, this is something that I feel like we all have ex- experience with. And so I just wanted to point that out real quick because I think this is one way that I think most of you can see how overthinking is prevalent in your lives. Um, so let's get into causes, right? What causes these things? We talk about them. We talk about their effects, you know, how they show up in our lives, what actually causes them and how can we, you know, fix these problems by knowing their cause. Well, that's up to you guys to decide. Again, I can't, you know, give you medical advice, but you know, this is just some general causes about like, you know, overthinking in general right? This is not really medical data, um, but it's just, you know, logic really. So we overthink really because our brain tries to help us and it honestly ends up doing the opposite. What do I mean by that? That sounds very vague and I want to elaborate. It's really because our brain in these situations believes that it has to inquire about these intricacies and these complexities if it is to succeed or get what it needs. And it's honestly about how we reinforce these behaviors that ends up, you know, helping us in the long run. Do we reject these behaviors? Do we enforce them? Do we allow ourselves to overthink? And sometimes I I know this isn't possible. Sometimes you just spiral and you can't control it. But there are times when you overthink and you let yourself do it because, oh, overthinking will help me get a perfect score or overthinking will help me be perfect. No, that's not the case. Listen, you have to kind of confront yourself. You have to address your problems and say, look, while overthinking and while perfectionism may want to help me and while I believe they are trying to help me, I know that they won't because there are two kind of competing voices in your head, not literally, but in a sense, you have to destroy like the power that these things have over you kind of have to and this is what my uh my therapist used to say to me you have to ride the wave ride that wave of discomfort be okay with not overthinking it and not being perfect ride that wave and soon enough it'll have less power over you and you'll be okay with that and look that's so much more like that's so much more easier like honestly that's so much easier and that sounds bad like i'm not trying to say like oh we're we should be lazy but it's just a lot easier to be happier when you know you don't hold yourself to expectations that are parallel with you know perfectionism so another cause of overthinking and it's, it could be viewed as a byproduct as well or even an effect of overthinking it it kind of has a really strange relationship with it but it's anxiety and this sounds kind of vague but i want to elaborate again it's literally just any feeling of discomfort and anxiety can really manifest itself in a lot of different ways. And again, we're going to get into this in a different episode in the future. But the point is that really anxiety can cause you to think about things that are not really necessary in that moment. Because anxiety in the end is trying to help you. So it'll try to do whatever it can to help you, even if that means helping you overthink. And Honestly, our brains are so developed that it has tools and mechanisms that are so powerful that they can actually end up, you know, hurting us more than helping us. And that's what, you know, anxiety and overthinking are. But just be aware of that. Are you anxious? Is this going to lead to, you know, irrational thought processes? 
are you going to make illogical decisions because you're overthinking about things? And honestly, another effect, this really kind of segues into this, another effect of overthinking is like trust issues or relationship issues. How does this relate or what's the relationship there? It's really just that someone may overthink things in a relationship and it could be along the lines of paranoia. But again, these two are separate from each other. I'm referring to paranoia and overthinking. They're completely different things. Paranoia can, I believe it can be medically diagnosed. I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on that. But, you know, trust issues in a relationship or relationship issues in general can stem from overthinking. It it really, if I overthink about the actions taken by my partner or by my friend, then I will, you know, in the end be led to believe that they are, that they think of me poorly or something along those lines. So, cause in the, like, what is overthinking? What does that try to do? It tries to find the things that are wrong with whatever you're doing or experiencing. So eventually that's going to, it's going to show up in your relationship and it's going to find the things that are wrong and it's going to find the things that it thinks are wrong more importantly because remember not 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 something doesn't have to be wrong for overthinking to like happen so yeah there's that i mean relationship problems can occur so just be aware of that seriously like if you're overthinking about something you got to be aware of that because it could be completely irrational so remember just be cognizant be aware of your own thinking the last cause, um, you know, circling back to causes, the last cause, um, and I mentioned this earlier in my math example, but the last cause or causes, I should say, are high pressure situations. This really just includes any situation that puts pressure on somebody, any situation that induces feelings of stress or anxiety, which links back to what we just spoke about, right? It's sort of an indirect effect, but again, it's effect nonetheless. Um, this also, you know, includes cognitively demanding tasks or activities or, you know, things of that sort. So solutions, what do we do? How do we fix this? We've talked about all these negative things and look, I've gotten feedback recently that like my podcast is depressing. Um, I'm really sorry to hear this, but I want you to think about this, like the, goal of this podcast is to talk about the things that we don't talk about as a society and in relationships enough to talk about the things that you would talk about with your therapist, because I know not everybody has access to these kinds of things. Not everybody has that money and not everybody is willing to make themselves vulnerable to other people. So it's basically kind of just a one-way therapy because I know everybody struggles out there. So I'm sorry if it's depressing, but you know, it makes it that more, that much like realer. I mean, that much more real. Like these are real issues that people experience. And I think it's valuable that we talk about them because it's not talked about enough, especially um, in men. You know, I'm not saying these challenges that we discuss on the podcast do not include women, but men out there, if you're struggling, you know, dial the hotline, please talk to somebody. Seriously, just talk to a friend. Open up about your feelings. It might not be considered manly, and I don't like that that's a stereotype, but talk to somebody. You know, throw that like toxic masculinity to the side and you know, embrace your feelings, embrace your thoughts, 
emotions, etc. Be yourself. You have feelings for a reason, so talk about them. Don't bottle them up. That's what I try to do, and it doesn't work. It really just explodes in your face. So don't try to do that. But again, this podcast is just about like how crazy our brains can be. Sometimes they can be self-destructive. Sometimes they can lead us to do awesome things. You know, like savant syndrome. I think that's fascinating. Someone who's completely, you know, proficient in something, like to an extent that you wouldn't even think possible. Like they can draw the entire New York skyline from memory or something like that. I think that's awesome. And we're going to cover stuff like that too. Because I think the brain in general is fascinating. But I also know that the brain can be self-destructive and I want to help people with that. So to continue with solutions, um, and again, this is where I'm trying to help you. So solutions, look, I'm not a, I'm not licensed to give you guys medical advice. So don't take any of what I'm about to say as medical advice. I just have to say this legally. But mindfulness has helped me in these situations. Just being aware of your own thought processes, you know, so-called metacognition, metacognition and breathing exercises, even just controlling your anxiety, because I think overthinking really stems from forms of anxiety and stress. And if you can kind of harness those and take care of those, then I think the overthinking will take care of itself. So also, and I, look, I mentioned this during the that math problem example, or even during the, the SAT, right? Like, take a step back. Overthinking can like narrow your your field of view, what you think will work, and you'll literally just start to hyper-focus on one thing. You have to, you know, take a step back. Change your approach. How are you approaching this thing? Why is it not working? What can you do differently? Appraise your situation. Don't just continue to do something you know, we, we often fall into this trap of doing the same thing over and over. And I mentioned this earlier, but we think this will work. And when, and it, and it end up doesn't, and, and uh, sorry, it ends up not helping. Right. So try something new, something different than before and be aware of what works for you and what doesn't. It might be humbling, but honestly, it'll work for you. It'll help you more than if you were trying to, you know, do mental math and boost your ego. If you need a calculator, use a calculator. And look, these are really, honestly, these are very obscure examples that I'm giving, but you know, they're, they're useful, right? They, they, they help me apply what we're talking about. So really, I mean, also visualizing your stressors, use journaling or drawing or, and this isn't visual, but just voice what you're feeling. You know, how does that impacting you? How can you fix that? Things that are that simple, you can do. And they help drastically, trust me. So just simple things like that. And plan things, you guys. I know a lot of you are students. Plan things. Avoid unnecessary anxiety because anxiety induces overthinking. If you can plan things and avoid the anxiety induced by a messy schedule and an unorganized schedule, then look, you won't overthink about things as often. And look, all of these solutions aim to target anxiety. And I, I mentioned before that a cause of overthinking is anxiety itself. So really, anything that works for you, go for a run. If you are stuck in a homework problem, go for a run, go for a walk, draw, paint, 
you know, knit, whatever you do that helps you relieve anxiety, do that. Be aware. So this is literally like mindfulness is so important, you guys. Just be aware of your own thought processes. Know how your brain works. Know your own tendencies. What works for you, what doesn't. No matter how humbling it may be. So really just, you really have to come to terms with what works for you and what doesn't. So that's really what this is all about. Is really just targeting anxiety, taking care of that. And the rest of thing, the rest of, of it will fall into place. So, and you know, look, just take a break if something's not working, right? Like if you're stuck on that problem or if you're sitting there in bed, lying awake and you're overthinking, you can't stop yourself. I find distracting myself to be, you know, a useful thing too. And this is where going for a run and stuff like that, that comes into handy. So, and I'm not saying like, if it's the middle of the night, go for a run. I'm saying like, you know, I, I definitely don't recommend that because that'll, you know, increase adrenaline. But look, draw, read a book, do something. I mean, do something to kind of silence those thoughts in your mind. I mean, look, there are, there, there is value in those thoughts, but sometimes they're really troubling and really debilitating. So I recommend doing, I don't recommend, but what, that's those things have worked for me. Again, I can't really recommend things. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you are learning from and or enjoying the podcast, feel free to give it up to a five-star review in both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is a great zero-cost way to support the podcast. Thank you again. My name is Slayton Cooper. I'll see you next time on My Crazy Brain.